Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. Okay, we're back, and we're listening to Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And we have Mark from Denver who held over the break, so let's go right to him. How you doing, Mark? Gentlemen, good morning. How are you? Good. So I got two Tahos, a 2003, which I'm driving, which I love better than my 2018. So don't complain about a 1999 truck. They're actually better or simpler. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's why you still have it. Yeah. I'm bringing a trailer right now. I'm looking at a 1999 Suburban three-quarter ton. 117,000 miles. It's at six grand right now. I'm going to wait one more day and I'm going to buy it. I'm going to bid it out. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Yeah, because that's a truck that lasts 300,000 miles if it's taken care of. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, on your air compressor stuff with those 7 Elevens or whatever, <laughs> they never work. So, I've got two DeWalt jump boxes in both my trucks, one in each. At yeah. the wall jump box, it's got an air compressor, a flashlight, a cell phone charger, jumper cables, USB, and all kinds of things yep. in one unit. So you'd be surprised how that comes in handy. Yeah, oh, I learned. Oh. I know now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're hundred bucks at Costco, and you use it one time when you really need it, and you're out in the middle of nowhere, and you need to put some air in the tire, and yeah, it takes ten minutes because it's a you know small compressor, but it works. Yeah. Well, and it has the jumper cables too, right? It jumps. Right. right. Yeah, right. those are and a flashlight. Those and a will save charger. your vehicle from getting damaged because the other person goes to hook it up or you make one mistake and you can take out a lot of components in your car. Right. So uh, you don't it's the negative is not the negative terminal, it's the block. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And there's just yeah, yeah. so many and ways to You don't have any problems doing that. You go right. to the block to the positive, but you never ever connect it to both terminals. Never. Right. Right. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. But those those will save you. Jump box, yeah. And I I told my kids and wife and everybody, I'm like, if if you if somebody needs a jump and they have cables, you're not the one to do it. Right. The, the, your vehicle is not the one to do it. Right. Yeah, if you have a jump box, great. You know, help them with that. <laughs> but, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's it's compact, and you when you're going to leave town, I, I normally just put it. I charge it for overnight once a right. month. And yep. throw it back in the vehicle, and it never fails. And sure. I see these young ladies trying to put air in their tires, so I try to be the the, the nice guy. I said, "Don't waste your two dollars on that here. I'll just plug it in." Right. Right. Exactly. And and, and air compressor. Those Seven Elevens run about twenty seconds for your two bucks, and they shut off. Yeah. When two like like the jump box that I have it sounds similar to yours. You can actually program the pressure in it, and then when that it meets that pressure, then it automatically shuts off. Yeah, it comes down to a trickle yeah. uh, airflow, yep. and then it shuts itself off automatically, exactly. so not overinflated. Yeah, so bike tires, and stuff like that, that really is convenient because you don't want to overpressure a bike tire. So. No. Yeah. No. 
Otherwise, you're walking. Yeah, all right. This just gives me yeah. another reason to go to Costco. <laughs> yeah. right. Tools. We well, love them. Got, yeah. Yeah. Well, they just it's a good idea to have one of those yeah. because it's kind of an all-around versatile tool. And so the other thing is both trucks have toe straps, too. Uh, oh, idea. there you go. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mark. Have a good day, gentlemen. You too. you too. Thanks. All right. With that, let's go to Eric. How you doing, Eric? Hey, how's it going, you guys? Great show. Oh, thanks. thanks. We're having a good time. Yeah, I like listening to you guys. Um, sir, I wanted to buy, uh, ask you a question about buying an older car. Okay. I'm going to retire in a couple of years. I'm an old guy. I don't sound like an old guy, but um, I'm going to retire in Salt Lake City, Utah. And you know how when people retire, sometimes they'll go get their dream house, you know? Oh, sure. Um, I want to buy my dream car. And I've wanted a, a Roadrunner ever since I've been 15 years old. But I've never really bought one because I'm so happy with the car I have now. But I can see the end in sight now. So, you know, <laughs> I'm wondering it's now or never, you know. But um, here's my uh, question. I uh, One time I was on the bus and I saw this uh, Crown Vic in the lot. That's probably my second choice It's a Crown Vic. It's an old one. And I couldn't find it on the Internet, and I called them, and they said, well, that car's not for sale. It belongs to one of the employees, but we just told him to park it there for today because there's no parking. So he said, but we have a car finding service here, and we'll find any car you want. Uh, now, you'll have to pay us a commission for it, but we'll find the car you want. I don't care what it is. And I asked him, can you find a classic muscle car? And he said, yeah. He said, you'll have to pay us a commission, but um, uh, we can do it for you. And then on the Internet, I've seen these guys who, these services that are similar where they find a car for you. But I was just wondering, if you were me, uh, how would you go about finding this Roadrunner and how would you buy it? Hard to say. Uh, you know, it, with, I mean, with the Internet, and it sounds like you've, you know, been on there looking and stuff like that. Have you been able to find any? Or I mean, if I were looking for something like that, that's where I would go. Um, well, yeah, it's just so hard to say. I mean, or you can check with John because his dad oh, has a lot of connections too, like with classic cars. Oh and yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah. I would. You can also find a local car club. Yeah, there talk you to go. those guys. Like, there's a uh, Tony Richards that owns Mopar Masters over off 58th and Washington, right behind Grizzly Rose. He knows everybody. Yeah, that's the con- connections you want right there. Yeah, is you want a car guy to help you find that car. And there's car, there's the Gateway, and there's a couple others down south that sell them on consignment. Yeah. Um, g- give me the name real quick of those uh, so I can write them down. So it's Mopar Masters. Mopar Masters, okay. His, his name's Tony, and his son's name is, I think it's oh, Scott maybe. But they're just, I don't have their number, but it's 58th and Washington right by Grizzly Rose. Okay. And then what was the other one you said, sir? Gateway. They're off Santa Fe and I think Oxford, Calamuth. It's like Oxford, Calamuth yeah. area. Aren't they down? Yeah. Do, do, do they uh, uh, like uh, horse trade older cars? or? Yeah, they've got cars that, that people bring down there and put them in their showroom. Oh. I'll give you my cell phone, and if you call me later, I, there's some other numbers that I can give you. Go ahead. So my sale is 303-619-9891. 9891. Because John's uncle, 
helps find cars too. Bill Rush does. Yeah. yeah. And, and well, I didn't get your first name, sir. What's your first name? It's Paul with American National Insurance because we actually insure the classic cars. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me ask you one quick question. If, uh, uh, do you think that going through one of these car finder guys, because they told me that you find them anywhere in the whole country, but I thought that's kind of problematic because if this car is in Florida, how can I look at it? You know, I'd have to fly over there or something. And then you'd have to transport it back and everything right. else. Or well, drive and, if it back. and if you're spending that kind of money in a car, you want to see it and feel it and, and check Touch it out. It, yeah. I would exactly. I would start with the local guys first. Definitely. just right. Makes like sense. Some of these car clubs, they've got connections too. I wouldn't pay anybody to find a car. No. Oh, okay. So my instinct is this is problematic hiring one of those guys. So you're saying that's true then, no? Don't. And there's also Scoops Magazine that I can get you a copy of yeah. that has cars for sale and it's it's all car related. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I've looked on the internet and I've seen them, but like they're in New Jersey or someplace, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know how in the hell I would negotiate a deal with them. I mean, I I can't even see it, man. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't buy one from back east. I wouldn't either. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't buy one from the northern states. I know some people well, have done that, and then they brought them to us to check out after they purchased it. And, they're and it was like, yeah. oh, yeah. you made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Like, they're all rusted out over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then what they bought wasn't very good shape. Well, and it's it a had 20-footer. Problems. It's like, oh, the pictures look great. And then you get up there, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I the yeah. paint job looked yeah. really bad. It's got pits, and you yeah. just don't see those things. So, right. Yeah. Um, here's another thing: is I kind of want one that's real rough. You know, I don't want one that's all cherried out. Well, that's is why that the car clubs are good because yeah. they'll be able to tell you which ones they are. Yeah. If you find a yeah. survivor that's, yeah. you know, maybe it's been repainted, but it's never been restored. Yeah. And it's a low mileage car to where you want to drive it and enjoy it. Yeah. So there's you, options. You, you said a car club. Is, is that like sort of like a club of all these uh, old uh, uh, muscle car guys? Is that what that is? Yeah, you've yeah. got you've got like Corvette clubs, Mustang clubs. Yeah, Mopar. Yeah, Mopar, yeah just yeah. You know, kudos. Street uh, yeah, Trump, Triumph Car Club. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's probably there's probably fifty, sixty car clubs sure. just in Colorado, and then yeah. you've got a car council that kind of oversees all the car clubs that protects the hobby. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet you they could find one for me then. Yeah. Right. Well, you find out, you too, if you find out some of these where they're having their car shows, you go to them and you might be able to see a car that's for sale that you might want to buy or talk to the people there. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots yeah. of, like like Paul said, you don't need to pay someone to find you a car. You can do your, your own walking around and find it. Yeah, plus I'm not in any giant hurry to do it. Cause that's I the love way the to be. Yeah, right. That's I the love the car I have now, you know, so... Yeah, that's the um, way to be. If you're in a hurry to buy a car, you're going to buy it wrong. Right. So if you have the time, take your time, and and if you don't, that's when you buy something is when you don't need it. Even you're though my right. wife will fight me on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so if if I find this car and this guy lives here, now according to state law, does does he have to make that car pass the emissions test? Well, no. kind of, but. I mean, if you buy the car, if it's it, if it if it doesn't have a passing emission test, you buy the car, and it doesn't pass to get it registered. It's up to you on what you want to do there. You could go back on him, 
but in your in court and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not just that cut and You're, dry. It's supposed to be passing emissions when yeah. they sell the car, but uh, as yeah. an individual, I don't know if they have to. They, you, you know, I mean, when I sell any personal vehicle, I make sure it has a passing emissions, the title, yeah, you, you know, all the hand them the paperwork. All they have to do is go to the DMV. I do that, but a lot of people every, don't. And, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's just peace of mind for me yeah. knowing that, you know, they're not. You have the option of not buying the car if it won't yeah, pass emissions. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, for sure. Um, so th- there's no state law that says the seller has to make it pass then. Is that correct? Well, there is. Yeah. The law- uh, licensed dealers have to. Yeah. Yes. The law says if you're selling a car, it has to pass emissions. Yes. But. You can work it out with the buyer. That yeah. I a mean, lot of people work it out with the buyer where they say, you go get the emissions. I'm not going right. to deal with it. I'm selling it as is. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, so legally, legally, he can't sell it as is if it doesn't pass then, so regardless of who pays for it then. <laughs> I mean, if somebody wants the car bad enough, they'll buy it. You know, they'll buy it, and then they'll deal with that issue. But um the yeah. law might okay. say that, but not everybody's going to follow the law. You're right. Well, and, and then it's up to you to go back on the seller. So, I mean, you know, it could end up in court and the car's just sitting there and, and you're still the owner. You're still, you know, you still have the money or he's, you know, it's. If it, it doesn't pass emissions, I probably wouldn't touch it. Right. Exactly. You know, just make okay. sure it passes before you buy it from him. Yeah. You know, make that right. just part of the deal. And and when you start getting into like a 70s car, 68s and stuff it's just a idle test anyway yeah it's a it's oh. just, it's a it's not you don't take it well you do take it to emission place yeah. but it's not um a driving test that they do right yeah. oh so it's more or less a rough estimate kind of then well they well i mean they have they a machine a, that, yeah a, a pipe tailpipe yeah, yeah they tailpipe it and they measure yeah some gases but it's yeah and knowing somebody that can work on that if you can't do it yourself you might want to do some diligent work on that and try to find, make sure there's, you know, somebody that can work on that vehicle. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. You guys, thanks a lot. Um, could I ask you one more really quick one and I'm going to let you go. Um, make it real quick. Cause we're got to go to a break. I have a 79 Le Mans. I want to drop a 327 in it. it. It's got air pollution stuff. Is that legal? You can do that, but you have to keep everything that it came with has to be on there. All that emission stuff yeah. has to stay with it. Yep. Okay. Okay, you guys. Hey, thank you very much for your time. All You're right. welcome. Thanks. With that, we need to take a break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. For over 38 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. Right now, you can take advantage of Geno's $74.99 four-wheel alignment special. Mention KLZ Radio, and they'll include a free inspection of your suspension. During the winter months, icy roads and potholes can damage your suspension, so it's worth getting it checked out. This month, get a $50 NAPA prepaid Visa card with a qualifying NAPA steering and suspension parts purchase of $250 or more. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, Geno's backs up their service with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. Geno's continues to service Larry's automotive customers. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give them a call or go online to schedule an appointment and be sure to check out all of their excellent Google reviews. They're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Stop in or visit them online at Geno's 
GenosAutoService.com. That's Genos with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Avoid the pitfalls with Kevin Flesh. Picture this. You're in court before a judge and jury trying to get the at-fault party's insurance company to cover your hospital bills, and the defense attorney pulls out your medical records. Comparing what you said to the police at the scene of your injury to what your doctor transcribed, you've contradicted yourself. You start to get nervous. You don't want to look like an idiot, but you simply don't recall what you said to the police. That was a long time ago. KLC's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, prepares you for these kinds of questions so you never need to worry about what to say. Of course, the opposition will always try to call your credibility into question. But with Kevin Flesh, you always know exactly how to respond. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Trial tested. Trial ready. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Okay, we're back. We have two lines open, 303-477-5600, and Bob from Golden's calling in. How are you doing, Bob? Good. Sorry, Sorry to call in again. But no, that's uh, okay. Let me, let, me kinda, let me try and give you some guidance on the admission question. Let me simplify it. Um, at the present time, any vehicle that will be registered in the seven-county admission area has to have an e-test if it's over seven years old. So eight years on, I'm going to do some generalization on some of this. So up to up to seven years, one to seven or zero to seven, emission test is not required. Over seven, it is required. Right. In addition, there's a couple other little things that slip in. If, if it's going to be registered, let's say somebody lives out on the, you know, out east of Denver and they're not in the, in the emission area. If they are commuting into the admission area as a student or for employment more than 90 days, I think it's 90, 90 or 180, a certain number of days, then they also are required, even though they, that vehicle is not registered in the admission area, to get the admission test. Okay, A lot of people don't know that. From the standpoint of liability when you buy a car, who's responsible and what's your, and what's your recourse period, um, when a dealer or an individual sells a vehicle that, w- that they know will be registered in the emission-required area, they have to supply an emission test. And the buyer has three days, whether it's from a dealer, whether it's from an individual, from the day of sale, and, and I think they're days of the week, business day, not weekends don't count. Again, I'm doing this from top of my memory. Sure. Um, to basically 
either get the e-test from the seller or return the vehicle and get their money back. Now, that you can imagine when you're buying for an individual and you buy it uh, without the uh, without an emission test, and you find out it won't pass emissions, and you try to go back, you know, odds of that... <laughs> are very small. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll just leave it to yeah. life experience. Yeah, right. You, you can fill in the blanks. Um, let's see, well, the other thing is... Uh, mission... Uh, yeah, it's so it's and of course, you know the, the the passing requirements. You guys are experts on that in terms of knowing what you know what they have to pass. You know what what happens when the check engine light is on in certain year, years, et cetera. But as I say, that from a requirement standpoint, um, that's kind of the way the law works. I mean, that's kind of a simple way of looking at it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, just just make sure you have it before you buy it. That's yeah, the exactly. Best way to go. First, and again, the you know the student the student requirement, the employment, you know, again, living outside of the of the emission test area area, but commuting in for the uh, number of days. And again, I sure think it's ninety. It could it could be more, but so that's just something you don't want to get caught on. But yeah, the other thing I have seen where the dealer licensing board will basically uh, encourage strongly a licensed dealership that it did not comply with getting the information to the buyer or getting the the passing e-test certificate to the buyer within three days. Um, Regardless of what the statute says, the uh, dealer licensing board is very proactive in making sure that uh, they put pressure on that dealership to uh, either buy back the vehicle or get it fixed. So, right, uh, but individuals, it's hard to do that with, if you're buying it from an uh, individual. Yeah, particularly when you're buying it from somebody who's who's jumping title. You're meeting in a yeah. parking lot in an apartment com- not yeah. complex, or sure. not that this ever happens, guys. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Hey, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Know, and they've got some great story, and they don't have the title in their name, and that's a whole separate discussion. And they'll yeah, get right. it to them later. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And people don't realize yeah. that that they're skipping titles when they they get a car and you know I get a car from Ken and I don't put my name on it and then I sell it to Paul, then I just skip title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and then unless they have your address and they know how to get a hold of you when there's a problem with that title, a motor vehicle says, "Oh, you can't do that. You have to get the this is this is owned by John Rush. You have to get John Rush's signature. I know you right. didn't buy it from John, but yeah. that's what it says on the title. Yeah, right. it's." There's so many issues today, guys. That, yeah. Uh, and it's it's buyer beware. It is. And yeah. uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of, I could give you a lot of examples, but I won't bore you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks yeah. for the call. Yeah, I appreciate it, Bob. All right. All right. Thanks. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to go to it. But, well, yeah. And we don't have the problems with emissions like we used to either, though. No, we really don't. No. You don't see a lot of emission failures, do you? Not many. Um, you know, we had a couple in this week. Communication issue was one of them. Uh, well, and, you know, with with the COVID stuff, they really dropped off because they weren't able to test them, and nobody's registering their cars anyway. So. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, isn't it crazy? A, you drive down the road, and, and we have a joke. You'll see the oldest plate. Yeah. You I, know. I do that every day. Yeah. Commuting in. Oh, and look, there's a home. November yeah. 29th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or the temporary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the but, temporary tags that uh, have not been. Yeah, I saw one yesterday from 
April of last year. Oh, did you really? Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought, weren't they saying April 1st of this year is when they wanted to get back on track? Or yeah, is it May 1st? No, I think they said April. Yeah, Denver, anyway, I think said de- uh, April. But how do you write 50 million tickets in you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in on month. the way home, yeah. look at the plates around yeah. you. I, every I mean, time the happy tax. Yeah. yeah. People who just bought a car, they are so outdated. Oh, yeah. The, and yet I got mine in real quick, and I put mine you know, plates on already. We've, in where we live, we've registered five vehicles with no issues, yeah. you know, in, in 2020, not just not, not even this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had it together right away. So, I mean, it wasn't an issue. It just, I think people were like, everybody else is doing it. So right. I'm not going to do mine either. So, right. Yeah. But I don't know if that's it or not, but Hey, all mine are registered. So we're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> mine is too. Yeah. So, all right, let's take a break. Um, we have three lines open, 303-477-5600, or you can text us, 307-200-8222, and, and give us a question if you have, or um, we can wait till we come back from break, and you can give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. This is uh, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we are going to talk about fuel system cleaners. If you walk into any parts store and look at the fuel cleaner selection, you might become immediately overwhelmed. There are dozens upon dozens of selections available all wonderfully designed with labels whose goal is to incite a immediate purchasing decision. So how are you supposed to know if you need one? And if you need one, which one do you need? Well, let's start at the beginning. Every retail gasoline purchased anywhere in the United States has some form of deposit control additive, or DCA. In retail forms, these DCAs take on a number of different brands and most gasoline stations will advertise their particular brand of DCA. So if all of the gasoline contains some deposit control additive, why would I ever need to purchase one for my car? Well, unfortunately, the concentrations of the DCA in retail gasolines vary extraordinarily. Additionally, nearly all of them are inadequate for providing a cleanup of fuel-related deposits on modern engines. So, for most every vehicle you will ever own, you will always need some type of fuel system cleanup. So that leaves the question of which one should I buy? With so many choices to select from, as with anything on your car, you should follow the advice of the technician who knows your car and services your car on a regular basis. As a general rule, you will find the less expensive cleaners are alcohol-based and will provide significantly less effective cleanup of the hard carbon deposits in the fuel system. The best cleaners will contain a polyetheramine designed to clean and emulsify fuel system deposits. Oftentimes, one can simply follow the old adage of, you get what you pay for. Our recommendation for most port fuel-injected engines is to use a polyetheramine-based cleaner at least every 15,000 miles. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. 
Call Novus Auto Glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. Novus Auto Glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. For those select few who still care about how the animals were raised and cared for, barbersfoods.com is perhaps the last place in Colorado you can go to buy air-chilled chicken, locally raised beef and bison, premium Duroc pork, and wild-caught salmon that are all sourced from families that they know personally. Let's face it, some things in life are gone and never likely to ever come back, like houses in Denver that cost less than $100,000 or knowing your neighbor well enough to borrow a cup of sugar. But thanks to Barber's Foods, you can still know where your food comes from. Go to barbersfoods.com and click on April Specials at the top of the page to find ground beef and air-chilled chicken breast on sale. And for Mother's Day on May 9th, they have Mom's Favorite Beef Filet Tenderloins on sale. Some things are long gone, but you can still buy your meats from a local Colorado-owned family business. Barber'sFoods.com, connecting you to your food since 1949. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio, and we got some phone calls coming in, so we're going to start with Phil from Centennial. How are you doing, Phil? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Doing good. Good. Hey, you were talking recalls last hour. I just want to share an experience and then ask a question. Okay. So about five years ago, I called the show, and I know John was on. Maybe it was Jeff, too. And I asked if it was worth the time to report a problem to the National Highway Safety Transportation Board. Is that uh-huh. what it's called? Yeah. And, and you guys said, yes, it was. So I did that because I was finding other people with my same problem. And the problem was uh, first-generation Ford Fusions were incurring a soft brake pedal after an ABS activation. Okay. And uh, so I wrote that down, or I sent in the email and reported that. And then I had that issue. So I got it fixed under warranty. I bought 
two cars in 30 years with a warranty, and it got fixed, so the warranty paid for itself. But lo and behold, last fall, Ford sends out a recall on that same issue. And then today, I open a letter that says the parts are in. So I'm just wondering, at what point does does the manufacturer have to fix this problem? Because it's been that problem was going on for years and years. And I know if they kick the can down the road, you know, fewer cars are on the road, so cheaper for them to fix. Right. Yeah. And that, so, so you're asking, like, how long does it take for them to, or does the time run out, or is that kind of what you're asking? Or, Well, I'm asking how long does the problem have to keep going on before before they does initiate. the government tell them, hey, this is an issue that you need to fix? I'm not sure how they establish that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, know. I, I'm not, not sure. I don't know if John would have any more input on that or not. But, yeah, it's really hard to say. I, yeah, I've ne- I guess I've never asked that question. But, you know, like in some cases. They just know, have to see it as a safety issue with a lot of people driving on the road. Is right, exactly. See. And then they send out the letters and things like that. And then a lot of times if you've already paid to have it done, you know, they will give no, you no. reimbursement. Well, and, and well, if you didn't go through the Ford dealer, if you paid an independent shop to have it done, just hold yeah. on to those receipts, and then they send out reimbursement and stuff like that after yeah, but, you submit your paper. But also, when if you had it done at the dealer, when they pull your VIN up, when they go to do it, they'll see that you've already had it done, and they'll tell you, oh, you've already fixed. Your vehicle's already. But they might have a new repair on yours right, right. now, so you would take it in and see. Yeah, so like if the first. They do, they they're flushing the system and upgrading from dot three to dot four if the repair has been done. Oh, okay. So they're changing that. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, like the initial, like if you were under warranty and stuff like that, and the first, you know, 100,000 vehicles were made that specific way, when yours is fixed under warranty, there might not be an, it might just be the same components put back in and stuff like that. But then, after you know the hundred thousand of them fail, they figure, oh, we better redesign something here, yeah. and then that's that's what they do. Yeah, they did update the uh, ABS module because the part number was different. So oh, I noticed okay. that. Yeah. So yeah, the problem was fixed, but it's just it's been going on for years and years. Right. And it's just I'm curious at what point do they have to fix this problem? Because I know it's cheaper for them to kick it down the road. Right. Right. But it, it must be that they saw a lot of situations happening and they were in the and the comp, the states or the National NTSB. Safety Board. Uh-huh. Yeah. They said, OK, you have to fix this. This is enough. And so yeah, that, when it happened, when it happened, I did some research, found a great YouTube mechanic called Ford Tech Makaloko, who says, yeah, they want to go and replace the brake master cylinder, which. They did the first time, even though I pointed them towards this, and it didn't fix the problem. And then I took it back and worked with a great service advisor who got my deductible waived because it was an aftermarket warranty. It was a five-year-old car at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so it, it was all fixed, but it's just frustrating that sure it took this long. You know, and, <laughs> and we and still I, own the car. I think there is a criteria. Something's coming to mind that there has to be – a certain amount of failures of a specific yeah. component. You a know, certain percentage of the cars of, made. Right, yeah. exactly. And, and then, it isn't that the cars are off the road, it's the cars that were made. Right, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, the, the longer that, yeah. yeah, they avoid that, the more, less cars they'll, they'll end up having to fix in the long run, for sure. 
But if a shop that's not Ford comes across this problem and they just say, hey, this is an HCU ABS issue, and they don't report it, you know, to Ford or the National Highway Board, it just kind of gets lost in all this shuffle, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, it, yep. it does. Yeah, because there would be nobody for us to report it to. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. a question for Paul, separate. Um, so I have an old 74 F100 truck that I've had since my senior year in high school, which I graduated in 85. Still runs and drives. It hasn't been restored. Should I be insuring that differently? I only drive it about six times a year. Should I be insuring that differently from my other cars? Yeah, because you got some value to it. I mean, you just have liability only on it. Yeah. And you know, what it you... cost me two fifty a year, probably. And what do you think the value is? Well, you know, it gets a spot in my garage, and every now and then, a couple times a year, people drive by and see it, and they want to buy it. And a couple months ago, I had some guy asking about it. And so he asked me, what do you think it's worth? I said, every bit of 5000 and he threw out three thousand. I said no, and then he was willing to offer five thousand pretty quickly. So now I'm wondering, and I'm it, it may be for sale one day, but it wasn't that day. So I'm just wondering how much it's really worth, and if I should change the policy on it. Yeah, let's just say you insured it for five. You'd have a you'd have a better policy. It'd be agreed value, and then you're looking at sixty dollars a year, seventy dollars a year at the most. Well, that's it. Yeah. Because your liability wow, cause I, your, your liability changes because instead of paying the hundred hundred and fifty dollars of liability, you're only paying seven eight dollars because it's a different classification. And then if it were to if I were to get t-boned by somebody, what happens? It's insured for whatever value we put. So if it's t-boned and, and the insurance company took it, they'd give you the five thousand. Okay, and then so there's a process of figuring out what the true value is. Anything under thirty, we just go off what you feel the value is. Okay, it's so simple. All right, that's why you yeah, go with that. Him. Would, uh, yeah, that would definitely save me some money. I mean, like I said, and right now I got two teenage, well, two twenty-year-olds uh, who are still rated on that policy, even though I'm the only one that drives that old truck. So I definitely save some money, wouldn't I? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. My office number is. Right. Uh, I'll give you my number real quick, Phil. It's uh, my sure. office is three zero three. Six six two zero seven eight nine and my cell phone's three oh three six one nine nine eight nine one. And what's the name of your company? American National. American National. All right, Paul. Thank you guys. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. Thanks. All right. With that, we got a line open, three oh three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Let's go to Jesse from North Glen. How you doing, Jesse? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Real good, thanks. Real good. So my question is, uh, I'm thinking about buying a, a brand new truck. Never done this before, and they're so expensive. But uh, I came into some money. So I'm thinking I was doing the building it, and uh, I was looking at the upgrade to a diesel from the Hemi for like $9,500. And you think that that would be a, a, a good option? What are you doing with it? Uh, traveling, hopefully pull a fifth wheel, maybe, uh, yeah, if you're going to pull uh, a fifth wheel, then I would recommend a diesel, but if you weren't going to pull something, I would not get into a diesel. Right. So maybe just an occasional pull, you still would go with the diesel, a diesel. Is it, 
is it something that if you're not if you're not pulling it's going to be sitting or are you going to be driving on a regular basis or uh well i'm i'm retiring so uh okay we might drive the car to florida and excuse me and back and maybe it would sit every now and then you know i well (laughs) i guess what i'm getting at is how how often are you going to tow that trailer? And is it on flat land that you're going to tow that? Are you going to tow it from here to Florida? Or yeah, that would probably be correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Not, no mountains or anything like that. I no, think sir. I, I think yeah. in that case I would go with the gas. Yeah. I would go with the Hemi because the diesels are great. I mean, they're they're if you're towing all the time, definitely. If you're towing yeah. in the mountains, definitely. If you know flat land tow, you know you're going to be fine and if you're only doing it once twice a year you're going to be just fine saving that extra little bit and going with the hemi and just you yeah. know because yeah you don't have anything to deal with hill wise so yeah and, and letting diesel sit around is not good right exactly oh yeah that makes sense yep yeah. and can you well the hemi i'm buying the mega cab can i lay down in the back and you leave can you leave that Hemi running for four or five hours while I take a quick nap? I wouldn't. I wouldn't run any modern vehicle for four or five hours laying, or you know, just yeah. sitting there letting it idle. No. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's not good. No, uh-uh. and not even a diesel. Not Nothing. because yeah. yeah, the diesel trucks do that, or the the semis do that, just because they're more. I guess they're more set up. I John and I had this conversation once. Yeah. They're more set up for that, but. Definitely not not a passenger vehicle. Uh, I see. Yeah, I was a truck driver for 17 years, and yeah, I would pull over in a truck stop and sure. lay down for a little bit and yeah. leave the engine running, the diesel running. Yeah, yeah, yeah those uh, you could do. Not that. these yeah. new diesels. Yeah, no, okay. Don't nope. want to do that. Okay. Yeah. But if I go to the mountains every now and then with that Hemi, I think we'll be all right. Oh, you'd be yeah, you'd be fine. Oh, you'd be fine with it. You know, if it, it's something, the diesels are just made for you know pulling weight pulling hills and stuff like that if if there's if it's if gonna you're be doing s- all the time yeah if you're doing it all the time if you know oh, for the extra that great. you spend and that you well spend over the yeah. life of that vehicle you're much better off going with the gas in your yep. case yep hey thanks a lot guys you're very right. welcome thanks jesse thank you with that we have a line open 303-477-5600 we're going to take a break randy and mickey hold on there we're going to be right back you're listening to drive radio on klz 560 most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. 
Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Okay, we're back, and uh, Randy and Mickey, thanks for holding on. We'll go right to the Mickey. How you doing, Mickey? Pretty good. Got a little bit of info for the vehicle emissions. Okay. Um, yeah, he was looking for a roadrunner, I think, he said. Yes. If you know what you, if it's 75 and older, I'm not sure you have, if you are registering it one year at a time, then you'll have to have an emissions. If you go with collector plates, you don't. Yeah, and he'll be moving to uh, Salt Lake, he said. That's right. So I don't know what he'll need there. But if right. he's right. buying it from here, you might want to make sure it's passing emissions for sure. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can, <clears throat> with, with a 1975, I'm not sure, but most states, 75 was a cutoff. Whereas you've got, you know, if you're going to pull in a 1936 Nash, what are they going to do? (laughs) Yeah, right. There were no emission, yeah, nothing back to Yeah, so 75 and earlier because they didn't meet emission, they didn't have a real test for it. No. So it's kind of a moot point. But the way they've got it, the way their website reads, if it's 82 and older, then it needs an emissions. Right. But, but if you bring it in to have it tested, they're going to take your money. Oh, sure. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to turn you but down. If, it, if you go with collector plates, you don't have to. And I don't know if that's really changed because the way it was, was if it was 75 and earlier, it didn't have an emissions at all. Huh. Okay. I, I, you might want to check a little bit more. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking that. Like when you initially got your collector plate, you maybe had to have one, but then right. after that, you didn't. Right. Every renewal after that, you didn't have to. Every that's five what I was all. thinking under the impression of. Just yeah. a one-time deal, but I, I don't know if that's been so long well, since. Actually, that, that might be because I've got a couple of 80s vehicles that I registered before September 1st, 2009. You never, ever have – well, you can't go back in time, but <laughs> I haven't had an emission test on either of them since in the last 12 years oh okay so maybe that's the case maybe the initial when you just buy your collector plates then maybe you just have to have it that one time and then never have to get it again as long as you maintain those plates yep um but i think the 75 and earlier didn't have one it's well according to the website the colorado air care you really got to dig for it sure um but i'm pretty sure it's if it's 
if it's a, if you're only doing it one year at a time, you might have to. Right. But if you go to the collector plates, I don't think you have to. Oh, okay. So anyway, he needs to dig a little bit more, and if he's looking for a Roadrunner pre seventy five, uh, he doesn't really need. You know, he, he can still go do a tailpipe test, but sure. that ain't going to tell him a whole lot. Right. Exactly. So okay, right, that okay. was. Well, a little bit. Well, well thanks great. for the call. Yeah, thanks, Mickey. All right. With that, we got two lines open, 303-477-5600. Uh, Randy, how you doing, Randy? Hey, hello, guys. Hey, uh, I had a question on the radiator service, but I got a hypothetical question first. Uh, you remember that movie, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, the original with 71? I think it was a Mach 1 or whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. Well, forget that. Because <laughs> I'm watching the other the new one one's right now. With, uh, well, I'd, I'd say forget it because I did see that car when I saw papers at a at a theater and it, it came around like as their promotion or whatever. Oh, nice. But anyway, I'm watching that movie right now with Nicolas Cage and he has he's got that '67 Shelby. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If you remember that movie. Yeah. But anyway, I just wondered how, how would that compare on a drag strip against today's Shelby on a drag strip? Now where you got a corner. Who do you think would take that one out? Which is that gonna be a pretty close call? You know, I, I'm not sure I, because I, I kind of don't think so because you look at the, you look at what these the the older cars back then were coming out with. You know, with uh, their their quarter mile speeds were you know 14 seconds and 15 seconds and right. stuff, and now the quarter mile speeds are 11s, 12s, and stuff like that yeah. on some of these performance vehicles. So I, might have to go with the new one. Yeah, yeah. I would think new. Uh, yeah. Uh, it kind of makes sense. But I just wonder because those were, I mean, those were tough cars back then. Oh, sure. Uh, well, and, you know, I remember. Uh, the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, the question on the radiator service, I didn't, uh, I'm getting mine done uh, shortly. And I know when you do a transmission, you know, if you want to do a filter fluid or you want to do a flush, you, you get more out of the, the flush because you get that torque converter. Sure. There's no con- torque converter having to do anything with my radiator service. So if I can get either one. Which is the flush better? And if it is better, what, what am I getting my bang for my buck? I mean, what are they? What makes it better if it's better, or does it not make a difference? Well, like flushing the cooling system is typically what you would do, and that's just running kind of like a cleaner in there, and then flushing it out, getting it through the thermostat and then through the engine and everything like that. So it's you know it's one of those things, and it's a like a fluid swap type thing where get any contaminants and things like that out of there also uh, so it helps you know and then it rejuvenates the coolant too so it's less likely to build up deposits and stuff huh. so you might go with the flush over the drain and fill definitely yeah yeah because okay. if you and drain you, if you, you drain the radiator there again the block would be related to like a torque converter where it's going to store some so if you oh, flush it out, right. Down by the freeze plugs or whatever, you won't get that right. stuff. Right, yeah, down the bottom oh, of the heads right. and, and block and everything, yeah. Uh, you mentioned something about a thermostat. Does that have anything to do with getting a flush? Because for some odd reason, it, 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 I have no clue, but this 07 Dodge Caliber has two thermostats, a primary and a secondary. And that's why I'm asking, does that have anything to do with, with anything, or is that just... Not have anything to do with it. Uh, not really. So typically the flush machines, when you go in line with them, they get the engine up to operating temperature and and right. the thermostats open up and it flushes through 
through the system. So okay. yeah, it's typical. So he's not going to have to do research and see that you know one one opens up at a certain temp and one no. opens up up at another temp. He won't have to get in all that. that shouldn't shouldn't detail. need to. Right, engine gets up to operating temperature and the, they should open as as necessary. So it should be good. All righty. Well, okay. Helps me a lot. Thanks a lot. You guys enjoyed the day. Well, you all too, right. Randy. You Thanks. too. Thanks for the call. Yep. Bye. Bye. You know, I was going to say, I was thinking about that plates. Yes. And I, I remember going to the car council meeting a couple of years ago, and I remember they've got a lobbyist, Leo, and I remember there was something trying to get pushed through for emissions testing because they found a lot of cars were abusing getting collector plates right. that weren't collector cars. Right. And they were going through the the ones that are on the on the side roads where oh, they test uh-huh, you. The remote, <clears throat> the remote uh-huh. ones, and they were finding that people were failing, and so the state was trying to get something changed with collector plates, but I don't think ever, anything ever came about with it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and I was looking up on the website for that, so let's go to Dell from... Uh, hey, Dell, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing good. Um, used to be on the collector plates, they had to be, I believe it was 25 years or older. Right. And then several, a few years back, they changed it to, I think it was around... I think it was 75 or something, unless you already had collector plates and then you could grandfather in, because I've got a 79 that I have collector plates on. But you don't have to get emissions on it unless you sell it. If you sell it, then you got to get an emissions test, and then once the new owner has it, they don't have to get emissions again. Okay. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, that helps. That helps that's by somebody. The way I was told. Okay. And it is hard to find. Yeah. I mean, but I've been looking in the Air Care Colorado, and it doesn't have much at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've tried yeah, everything. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, I've had my '79. The collector plates are for four years, four or five years. So. It's, so then, since you've had your collector plate, you don't have to get the emission test every five years. It, once you've got it, no. you, you just renew it? No. Okay. Yeah, right. Now, if I sell it, then I've got to get one. Sure. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, right. that's, the way I, that's the way mine, you know, that's the way I understood it. When I, you know, I've had, like I said, I've had collector plates on this back before they made the changes that they made the changes because of all of the abuse that was going on sure. with the uh, total chunk it was on that it should be in the scrapyard not on the highway right all right yep <coughs> well good okay good to know thanks for calling yeah. Dell. all right with that we have one li- two lines open 303-477-5600 um, conrad if you can hold on we got to take a break and we'll be right back. You're looking into drive, listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ. 560.